Leading off with a big story of the day, here's The Drive. For whom the bell tolls, the Denver Broncos get it down to 53, but let's see what happens. More wiggling and wriggling to do. D-Mac with Doshan, Rachel, KJ, Drew. We are flying around, Drew. Man, steam coming out of the ears as we are just fingers flying, trying to get all the breaking news for you the best that we can. And it's different. This is different than in years past where things would drip out. It's high action time starting about an hour ago. So hang in there. We'll get it all to you. That's for sure. We'll go through all of the cuts in a second. But Sean Payton spoke about the trade where, with Alberto instead of him just being released. Yeah, um, he was. And, in, in, you know, it's basically a pick flop in, in 25. We get six from the Eagles. They get our seventh. Pretty 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 ordinary at this time of the process teams like Philly maybe that aren't in a claiming position that um, they would be able to get the player um, they go ahead and make a trade for the player fascinating deal so let's break that down before we get into everything else also the Broncos did a trade giving up a draft pick for Will Lutz from the Saints guys only five kickers have been drafted in the past three years so using a draft pick for a kicker is, well, it's it's interesting. Also a note, and we'll hear more from George Payton in about 12 minutes, but going not going on I is Jerry Judy. We'll get to all that. So let's take Alberto first. No, Sean, are you, how do you feel, first of all, about him being released? Um, why didn't Alberto fit into this team, especially considering the fantastic week he had this week and that tremendous game he had on Saturday night? Yeah, I think everyone has seen it and kind of been talking about it all day pretty much is that just didn't fit the scheme, just didn't fit what they were looking for um, when it comes to blocking, really. I mean, a lot of guys can go out there and catch the rock, but, you know, hey, I'm looking at, looking through it uh, through the lens as a running back. I'm like, bro, I want you to be able to block and not let that, that whole collapse, you know what I mean, when I'm trying to run through that thing. So um, when you look at it in that manner, it's like, you know, we can't keep you. And we all talked about how Greg Dolchers um, and Albert are kind of the same player. So when you look at it in that in that regard, you're like, hey, someone has to go and had to be him. Rach? Uh, I was going to just kind of ta- go off of what Noshan said is, yeah, they're the same player, but also they both kind of have the same areas where they need to work on. It's way easier for the young pl- younger mm. player to come into the scheme and be like, all right, here's how we're going to fix it so you can improve compared to an older player like Alberto. And I think that was kind of ultimately one of those things that just played into mm. it where they looked and said, Greg Dulcich is younger. We can teach him how we want him to play instead of Alberto, who's been going through this. And it's probably a lot harder to break those habits. Yeah, it was two weeks. I mean, Oh, he had such a great two My weeks. Point, I mean, it's exactly. like, come on. I mean, we had, he should have been having the whole great camp, couple ga- first games, you know what I mean? All the games he should have been doing well. Like, yeah, two weeks is not enough uh, of, a, of a sample size. Like, what? everyone Besides. forgot all of a sudden that even a year ago we were all like, why is he on this team? He can't do anything. And he had one good preseason game, and everyone's like, I'm on the Alberto train. Like, let's keep him. And I'm like, what happened? All right, let, I'll be hmm. devil's advocate here, yeah. okay? Remember Julius Thomas? Yeah, but listen, okay. yeah, he couldn't block like that, but at least he knew how to position block, throw his butt in the hole, and can kind of 
you know, hold up a little bit. I mean, some of the times okay. you're looking at Albert O, he's just getting pushed around. So Albert O is way worse than Julius Thomas. Yeah. At blocking. Yeah, I think Julius did it did his I mean, he wasn't the best and he got a lot of help from the linemen as well. But was Julius really a willing participant in that department? Yeah, I I mean he gave it all he can. <laughs> I mean <laughs> but at the same time you know, you see Julius out there catching all those balls and putting up numbers, numbers, numbers. You know, so you're like, all right, I'll take a little bit of a, a push in the hole here and there. But then I know again, he's gonna do his thing. is Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, is Russell Wilson the type of quarterback who's going to get a tight end who's a little bit more limited in blocking the football? Because if he's not, what's the point? So where is he going? Alberto's going to Philadelphia. And look what Philadelphia did. Philadelphia didn't wait for him to go on waiver claims because he would have been gone. There probably would have been several teams trying to pick up Albert O. And I know it's in a little bit of an okie doke by the Broncos to get the news out there that they've let go of him. Hmm. But until you turn in that paperwork for, for everybody out there, I'm, I'm going to get the homework do- done. The dog ate my homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, until it's submitted to the teacher, that thing doesn't count. So look what the Eagles did. Coming over the top, saying, all right, Broncos, you give us Albert Owen a seventh in 2025, and we'll give you back a sixth. So if Albert O can't block everybody, why the hell do the Eagles just pick him up? Pretty sure they'll just use him for their scheme. You, it looks like in their scheme, you probably don't really have to block much. You know what I mean? You got you got the um, the read option with, with – with Hertz over there, and he can kind of get away. You know, I mean, we probably need here. We need that front to be solid, especially with Russ back there, a little older guy, um, and getting that run game going. So I feel Russ, like they have that over Russ there. Russ just needs. We got enough with Dulcich in terms of stuff like that. Alberto's not reliable enough, and you know what? We're just gonna have to figure it out because we mm. need to protect Russ a little bit more. I just looked up the Eagles depth chart. They already have Albert O listed as number three. Yeah, because he's going to catch a lot of touchdown passes. Catch some balls, yeah. I, I, I hope everybody's ready for that. I hope when you're all watching, uh, you know, Scott Hansen in the red zone on the weekend and you see Albert O going for like eight or nine touchdowns this year. I hope everybody's. Oh, yeah? I hope everybody's eight or nine? Maybe five or six. <laughs> <laughs> maybe two or three. I, I don't know. But, um,. All right, all right. Let me let me let me ask you all a question then. How many touchdowns does Alberto have to score for the Eagles to break your heart? Yeah, Rach. Uh, to break my heart. Break your heart. We we look what we gave got rid of. Like nine. 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 So I mean, you're heartbreaking. For so real. you you, you see you see eight and you're like ah still a good move. I'm like okay, well he got lucky. They're a much better team than the Broncos. I say seven. Are. I was gonna say six. But, Six to seven, okay. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, it's first of all, it's hard to score touchdowns. It ain't easy scoring touchdowns. Sure. And where are your – listen, the only – I know why Sean Payton did it. No, Sean, I get it. Mark Schlereth was trying to destroy Alberto this morning <laughs> with his video. Did. It looked terrible. Well, Man, it sounded, it, it sounded like – you this. reached out to me about Alberto and thought he made this team after the Here third preseason game. But this is Sean Payton building culture. This is a 13-personnel grouping, meaning three tight ends right there. Now, last tight end on the line of scrimmage, Alberto. Look at the leverage. Outside defender. All you have to do is stab this guy in the middle and build a wall. That's what you're asked to do, Okay. 
pretty simple block. As a matter of fact, the easiest block on the field right now. That does look like an I easy mean, block. I mean, it really isn't a hard block. <laughs> you just got to get in front of a guy. Get in front, get your head across. That's it. For, yeah. for one second. He, he let the guy just come right in front of him like that. He got right. handled. I mean, what? It was right. not good. Well, Mark. I was sick about it. Mark throws this out. Here's Albert O. You tell me if this is want to. This train killer, does he want to be in there? Train killer. I mean, come on. You're six foot five, 260. You started right here on this hash mark. You've blown into the A gap, the opposite hash mark. Now, remember, this field between the hashes is 18.6 feet. So you're talking right now, um, that's six yards, that's minus four yards. That's You got pushed 12 feet beyond where you're supposed to make that cutoff right there. 12 feet. That is just absolutely garbage. And that's why Albert O is looking for work. Okay. Yeah. Well, he I found mean, work. No, he's not looking for work, though, <laughs> He Mark. found work. Right. So what do the Eagles know that the Broncos don't? What's the difference between the Eagles and the Broncos? Maybe the Eagles don't need him to be this blocking right. fool, and the Broncos do. Yeah. Also, what do the Eagles do on goal line type? Of, but that was quarterback a goal line <laughs> quarterback sneak. <laughs> exactly. The tush push. Yeah. That's it. Every single time, privilege. nobody has figured out how to stop it. The Broncos lined up and ran a play where Albert O is going to have to do something. <laughs> you could do the tush push. You could do an offensive lineman out there on the edge as a, you know, eligible sort of guy. You could do that, correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can keep Albert O from, you know, stopping himself, KJ. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I mean, look at tight end two and three traditionally. They're usually specialists in something. Like the one is the do-it-all guy. Your two or your three is your specialist. So Albert O is obviously going to be specializing in something the Eagles think that they desperately need. Yeah, you know what he's going to specialize in? Catching footballs. And he's going to catch a lot of them. I think. I think. But listen, maybe it's a luxury pick, you know, to have a guy. Do you believe in the concept of positionless football? That there are few guys. Micah Parsons may be one. Uh, Drew Sanders of the Broncos on defense may be one. Albert O may be one. Do you believe of such a thing? It's kind of like an NBA sort of concept. Mm-hmm. But a guy that doesn't fit into a a simple box that you just get him out there to be a playmaker one way or the other. And he doesn't have to do the traditional things of that particular position. Yeah. There's a world for it for sure. Is Debo, was, Sa- Debo Samuel yeah. sort of a positionalist type. But is that really Albert though? You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, not according, not according to the Broncos, but yes, according to the Eagles. And that's what's mm. a fascinating sort of debate but for But it's all today. about the luxury of your team. It's about yeah. the depth of your team in other areas. It's, it's, he just doesn't fit into the Broncos team. Yeah. Why is Jalen Hurts a better quarterback for Albert O than Russell Wilson? You know, I got to sit there and think for a second. I actually don't, I don't know, know what you think about Russell Wilson. I mean, maybe I should just start there. Start there. <laughs> maybe we should just start there, man. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what do you think of Russell Wilson? I think he's he, he's a decent player. I mean, last year just wasn't the year for him. Um, I just saw a lot of things that I didn't like when it came to his reads and his mindset on those reads. Um, but hopefully that changed this year. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not that high on him. But I know he listen. I was I was high on him when when they when they got him in here because sure. I saw him in that pro ball. 
and he was flinging that thing around. I mean, hitting all the targets. And I know they're stationary, and some of them moving. He doesn't have pressure in his face. But I was like, man, he still has an arm. So yeah. yes, I think he still has an arm. It's just, um, what's the game plan like, and what's his mindset going into each one of these games? And we're we're gonna see. Hopefully that changes uh, from what it was last year. I think Russ is going to be better. I, think, I hope so. I, think I mean, can you get any worse than really what he did we, last year? It's almost impossible to imagine. I mean, yeah. Almost impossible to imagine. I think what we've seen is they're trying to make things more simple. Don't forget, in this great game that Alberto just had, that was Jared Stidham throwing him every <laughs> pass. Jared Stidham is a taller pocket quarterback. Alberto wasn't having that same success with Russell Wilson. In fact, all of the reps that were going well in the joint practice for Alberto against the Rams, the vast majority were thrown to him by Jared Stidham, mm. <laughs> not Russell Wilson. I think we saw this coming a long way down the road. I think we could tell by Sean Payton having a very brief complimentary comment about Alberto this week. I think we've seen the issues that Russell Wilson has had in the middle of the field, and the success he's had throwing to running backs. And if you just put it all together, guys, don't we get it? Don't we see what this offense is going to be all about, right? It's going to be a power game. Jaleel McLaughlin might be that super secret weapon. Wouldn't that be cool if that happens? Other than that, those running backs, man, they're going to catch, I don't know, man, five to nine passes a game, something like that. So where does that leave room if you got to get Jerry Judy the ball? Come on, Sean, give me a mm. number. How many passes you got to throw to Jerry when, once he gets healthy? Yeah, seven or eight. Ball. Yeah, got to get him the Brock. Got to get Cortland involved, right? Got to have something in there for Mims. Something in there at least. Something for Mims. And then your favorite tight end is this Troutman guy, the Fishman. <laughs> Fishman. Fishman comes from uh, comes from the Bayou. I don't know. Everybody seems to be connected to Sean Payton. The writing seemed to be on the wall for Alberto from the get-go. So to say that this is a mistake, to me, is wrong. To, to me, this is just absolutely everything that's been leading up to it. And sometimes it's not somebody's fault. It's just the wrong person for the wrong system. Right. And Exactly. And, you, you know, we everyone was saying about this two weeks. I mean, he did a good job at least giving himself uh, – the opportunity to go on another team by putting out some really good film the last couple of weeks, um, balling out in this last game, you know, to get picked up by Eagles. So I think that was at least good for him. I was okay. say, there has to be a mental aspect of that being like, I know I'm about to lose my job here, yeah. but I have to be able to go out there and ball out. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully this isn't my last NFL game. Yep. I give Alberto so and I think that's really well said. Yep. I give him so much credit. This has had, this must've been a super difficult time for him personally. You could see during training camp when he blasted a dude, blasted a dude, blocked a dude, and the, the, the way his teammates just, you know, rose up to appreciate him. On one hand, that was just, like, awesome, great. On the other hand, it's like, eh, should you really be celebrating for something you should basically be able to do? You, you know, it's kind of like that. So I think there was a little bit of all of that for Alberto. I'm saying, hey, man, it just wasn't happening here. I wish him the best. He's a great young man. I think he's got a lot of interesting talent. And he's been an interesting lightning rod around here for a lot of different reasons. So now you move on. I'm just going to say this. He won in this battle. He could possibly get a Super Bowl ring. He's going to be a part of a team that is going to win a lot more games. Wait a second. Hold on. Time out. What are you saying? You'd rather be on the Eagles than the Broncos? If I'm a player, hell yeah, I would. 
Would you rather be an eagle? <laughs> <or a laughs> what about you? Hey. What are you saying? Yeah, yeah. Especially, <laughs> I mean, a team that's, you know, went as far as they did last year in the Eagles. I mean, they have a good opportunity to, to, to double back on that. So, yeah, I would love to be on a team mm, like that. Mm, 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 mm. Just I mean, it's a lot of different things going on here. New coach, new players, who this and that. Good uh. time to reset. Mm. Good time to start again. <laughs> I forget. No, see, I'm sorry, and I apologize. If I, I don't get. Did you go into another team besides the Broncos, or were you just done once you were done with the Broncos? Uh, I went to the, um, Miami. My, that's year. right. That's right. My bad. But my whole career here, pretty much my whole contract, right, was here. What was it like going someplace new? I mean, especially leaving, you know, Peyton behind. <laughs> it was definitely. You know, you had the, the structure. Officer. Yeah, the structure and everything was different. And I what mean, year was that? Coach Philbin was the head coach. It's just like he's stuck in the <laughs> the old days. He's stuck in <laughs> the past when it comes to just things that they had going on around in the facility and stuff like that. It was just a lot going on. And, uh, you know, the offense is just totally different. And I'm like, why are we blocking it this way? <laughs> Can we just block it this other way? You know, coming from Peyton and the system that we had here, it just seemed, um, seemed foreign, seemed odd. But – you know, it was what it was. What year was that? Ooh, 2016, I want to say. 2016. It was right after the Super Bowl. So when did we go to the Super Bowl? 2015. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so when yeah. you lost? Yeah. The, the when losing. you lost the Super Bowl. Oh. You that lost was 15, wasn't it? That was 13. 13. Okay. So 13, so 11, 14, 15. Yeah. <laughs> he just right. right I, I know. Well, you missed a weird year. I mean, it was a great year. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl. But it was a weird year. I mean, it was odd for the offense. The offense was... Way to rub it in his face a little bit. <laughs> well, they won the Super Bowl, He but... knows. You know, Orlando's got to go. No shot's got to go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but but it was a strange... And it was stranger to to go to um, to Miami. Yeah, it was just strange. It was just different. But, shoot, I had the opportunity to go to the Patriots. I should have just went there. And they won the Super Bowl that year. Son of a gun. You turned down the Patriots for the Dolphins? Yeah. Why? You get paid more? Oh yeah, definitely to pay. Oh, that that was mostly the the, the reasoning why. Um, but dang, could have got a Super Bowl there and played with another Hall of Famer. That would have been interesting. Who was your quarterback in Miami that year? Tannehill. Oof. Tannehill. That was Miami Tannehill. Tannehill got better mm-hmm. when he it was Miami. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. But uh, was probably the offensive coordinator and the coach. <laughs> probably had a lot to do with that. <laughs> you know? Tannehill, Tannehill was one of those interesting guys, too, that just took a longer time to develop, you know, and he had the opportunity to, to do so. All right, uh, we will get to George Payton here in about uh, 10 minutes. 10 minutes for George Payton. It's a little bit longer, but we'll get to all of that. The Broncos also made another move. I want your reaction to this, the kicking situation. Why was Brandon McManus let go in the first place, No Sean? Why was Brandon McManus let go in the first place? Yeah, who knows? Maybe, you know, just didn't fit that locker room. I, I, I have zero idea. I, mean, a, I thought he was a good player. But maybe um, Sean Payton wanted to, you know, get that uh, locker room a little cleared out of the old head coach. Why? I don't know. What's the negative vibe there? I don't know. You kind of just want a, a refresh. You you don't want, um, I guess, talks in the locker room being negative about what's going on. Who knows? It could be a lot of different things. But uh, it was odd to me to see that. I was always surprised because at the end of the day, how much influence, even for a high personnel kicker, how much influence could a kicker really have? I mean, uh, although Brandon was a different type of kicker. Yeah. Brandon was a rock star kicker, you know, just 
Ask Brandon. And, you know, he's best friends, <laughs> best friends with Bob. Listen, the, the, when I started covering the NFL, this is in the 90s. The kicker, the punter, the snapper, they were their crew. Yeah. That was it. They were, they just hung That's out. That's true. They hung out together. They went to, you know, it was just like the three of them sort of going. And, and even with Jason Elam, when he was here, it's like the kicker is not like some sort of big high profile guy. I've actually never seen it like Brandon McManus, except maybe with like a Justin Tucker. Mm. But apparently Pat McAfee loves Will Lutz. Yeah. Big time trade, Will Lutz, kicker for the New Orleans Saints. You know, only one L in Will has been traded to the Denver Broncos. Wow. Okay, remember the uh, Denver Broncos let McManus go. Then yep. he brought yep. in Meyer yeah. from yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Who had quite a rough yeah. year. Yeah. And then now they're trading for Will Lutz, who I believe was injured last year. This guy uh, just hits the ball just like Tucker. Yeah. Like, this guy's a great kicker. And he's got a lot of swag. Uh, they get, That means Blake Group. That, yeah, yeah. The, the tiny kid. A kid out of Notre Dame made yeah. the team. Congrats. To, hey, let's go, Bob. Yeah. Hey, baby, Grouper. Proud of you, pal. Let's go, Group. But I'm also pumped for the Broncos. Will Lutz is a good kicker. And uh, him and Sean Payton, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They golf, I assume, together. How do we feel about this move? <laughs> do we like it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think Maher was going to be the kicker. So it's kind of just like, all right, here's another name. Hopefully he can be better. You use a draft pick for a kicker, for a kicker, a mm. draft pick for a kicker, and a pretty high price salary too, relatively compared to a drafted kicker. How about that, no, Sean? A draft pick for a kicker? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's a little different. And I got you know I got a bias though. I, I love my guy. I love my guy Prate, man. Bring Prate back. <laughs> well, I think Prate would love it. Well, Prate's going into his 18th I, I year. Know, what know. is he doing? He's hey, not he's stopping. Doing his thing. <laughs> I love it. Hey, you want to go back through some raw deals in Broncos history. We could uh, talk about the Matt Prater situation. <laughs> but that being said, Matt had some things going on. He got his life straightened out, which is awesome. And look what he's done. Oh, yeah. Look what Good he's done. Oh, uh, fantastic. You know, and, you know, don't forget, don't forget we had Brett Kern, who got cut when the Broncos were undefeated and just went on to have like a 16-year career in uh, Tennessee. Crazy. Just throw him out the door. It was all his fault that we were 6-0. and they bring in Mitch Berger, and he couldn't, he couldn't punt the ball out of a barn. I mean, he had some problems, but nice dude, too, see you guy. Not trying to, you know, hmm. roll Mitch, but. So, well, so since this is Peyton's guy, I mean, he misses a couple. He's still here, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, now, I mean, look, not only is he still here, look at the value that you gave up for him. So he's not just a regular kicker. He's a kicker you're paying a couple million dollars for, and I get it. It's a seventh-round pick. It's not the end of days. But you still used a seventh-round pick. Brock Purdy was a seventh-round pick. I mean, there have been good players in this seventh round. Only five kickers in the past three years have the value of a draft pick, period, in the NFL. So I think you're saying this guy's guy's got to be good, really good. I mean, he's got to be significantly better this year, theoretically, than McManus. And Maher. And we'll see where Maher lands. You say five, huh? Five? Only five got drafted in the five last five years? Five in the past three years. Three, three five, years. Three years. Three this past year. One Is Roderick in, in there? Oh, I, I can look. From, uh, from Georgia? He got let go. He recently got let go. The glasses. Yeah, Georgia. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can look it up. But I think, he, I think he got dumped. Your guy. Your guy you with the glasses. Hey, man, it's tough to be a kicker. Mm-hmm. It's tough to get that job. There's very few of them that can do it. And if you're in the club then that's it. That's a wrap. So three guys getting drafted this year is actually kind of ridiculous yeah. compared to the past two years 
and the Broncos have given up a draft pick for some dude named Will Lutz. But Pat McAfee <laughs> likes him, and if Pat McAfee likes him for the brand, okay, fine. We'll take your word, Pat. That's your thing, Rachel. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you guys for letting me hang with you. Absolutely. No, Sean, always a yes, pleasure. Always, always. We'll hear from George Payton coming up next. It's The Drive on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Mac, along with Noshawn Moreno, as we go through a busy day with the Broncos. All right, Noshawn, here is George Payton. We got a bunch of clips to play about the decisions that made that went to all the deals. All right, we start just um, how the day went. Uh, busy day, obviously, always busy this time of year. Um, don't love this time of year; it's hard, um, but you know it is what it is. And, and uh, cut a lot of good players. We feel like. Uh, We'll get some of them back on practice squad. Feel like a lot of these guys will get jobs at other places as well. Um, but we feel, you know, feel good about our 53. Like Sean said, it's it's fluid, you know, especially fluid next 24 hours. You know, as we get through this week and and we get through that wire, you know, I think 1,400 or something players on that wire that we'll sift through tonight. Um, Sean said we're staying till two. I mean, he hasn't done this before, but usually we stay till five. And we, but we'll see how that goes. Oh. The low key, uh, low key dusting of Sean Payne there by George Payne. That's a little, uh, little jab there. <laughs> Think you're only staying till two, huh? <laughs> uh, the the real work goes to five. What's this like inside the locker room today? Yeah, it's a tough time. You know, what I mean, because this is the relationship you've been building with, you know, players throughout training camp, before training camp, things of that nature, and you know, spend a lot of time with. So to see a see a guy leave, you know, what I mean, get cut. It's just it's just a tough. Time for everyone, not only the guy getting cut. I mean, it's the worst for that person, but um, th- some of the other guys in that locker room as well. I and mean, I don't know how they do it nowadays. I don't know, know if the guys are at the facility mm. when they. I, I don't know, but back in the day, you know, you would have lunch with a guy, go to your locker, come back, he's gone. You're like, I, w- I was just having lunch with him just now, right? Or you'll be working out. In the weight room, and they'll come tap a guy mm-hmm. while he's working out. You know, what I mean, I remember when Peyton really didn't like that. He went up there and said something to the guys, where uh, to the you know front office people. Where Shot like, or uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, yeah. Where it was like, oh, don't don't do it that way. You know, it's a, b- a better way of doing it than you know guys in the middle of a workout. You know, what I mean, and you just tap them on yeah, the shoulder. That's cool, Peyton stuck up. For yeah, because like it was true, man. They was just doing it the wrong way. You know, so hopefully that's changed. What is the right way to do it? I mean. Maybe uh, don't have a guy go through the whole day, you know what I mean, doing mm-hmm. everything that all the other guys think, thinking he's safe, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's gone. Um, you know, bring him up to the uh, to the to the office, you know, and kind of talk to him. And just you know, do it in front of all the other guys. I mean, it's just other ways you can do it. I think, but how they were doing it back then wasn't really cool. Yeah, I I wonder if take a half day off. Yeah, I like that. You get a call to come in or you don't. Mm-hmm. If you don't, okay. I mean, yeah, okay, that's probably pretty nerve-wracking up until, say, 1 p.m. or something. But, you know, if the clock hits 1 and you didn't get a call, hey, man, congratulations. Right. Way to go. Other than that, if you get called in the building, at least all the other players you would see are other guys in the same boat you are. So yeah. You just kind of know. Yeah. Although, all right. Is there something to be said? Or so do you not get a chance to say goodbye to the guys? 
Do you, do they not allow you? The, the, nobody really. Wa- it's just grab back your. Then, yeah, back then it wasn't. Grab it was your garbage. Like grab your stuff and. And it's a garbage bag, right? Uh, yeah, that bag. Most part, right? Yeah, for the most part. Here's a. It literally is a garbage bag, and people didn't know that. <laughs> Black garbage bag. It's crazy, the, the right? Hefty, the heavy duty one. Get a hefty, heavy duty, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't see the guy. It was crazy. So hopefully things changed a little bit. It's, this is a tough day, no matter what. All right, here's a, a little bit more. I mean, you never went through this. No, know. but it was at one time when Foxy was here. You know, I never really listened to the media. I didn't watch ESPN. I didn't do all that stuff, right? I just kind of kept it simple. Yeah. And But I remember when Foxy was there, I think it was around training camp, actually, and all the cuts and stuff. And I remember just getting a, a word that, you know, since I wasn't Foxy's guy, you know, mm-hmm. he didn't draft me or anything, that there was a possibility that they would, you know, trade me or something. And I was like, really? Huh. But they would only... See, that is such a fascinating thing to hear from from an ex-player player. Because you'd only get traded if you were any good. Like, the, you'd only mm. be traded. I mean, I get it. You don't want to disrupt your entire life and you got things set up. But did you feel yeah. like it was an insult to be in the trade rumors? Yeah, I didn't know if it was trade or cut. I don't know what it was. Cut it is was bad. bad. It, yeah, cut. yeah. I don't know what it was. But I remember hearing it. I get cut. Um, <laughs> I understand. It, yeah. That sucks being cut. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I think it was traded. Something. But um But it was not I didn't think much about it really. I'm I, you know things are gonna happen for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. That's my mindset. I've always been that way. And, you know, I didn't let it really affect me. Um I was like, All right, well hey, if I'm not your guy, I'm not your guy, but I'm still gonna go out here and do what I have to who do. Who were the other running backs at the time? Ooh, who was that? Yeah, uh it was um so we had um Ronnie. Gahey, Ronnie yeah. Um, That's a good room. I want to say CJ, I think, was still there. Okay. I want to say. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we had a decent room. Yeah, no doubt. And that's why when I made, you know, fumbled in uh, the the, the Falcons game that one year that we had all these backs, they were like, oh, we want to give the younger guy a try, which was Ronnie. And I was like, all right, it's all good. Here's what it is. Okay. So I went out there on special teams and I did, uh, you know, scout team work. And it was what it was. I was like, all right, well, my game day is now Wednesday. <laughs> you, That's how you approached it. Exactly. Exactly how I approached how it. How typical so. was that, though? That the guys do that? Well, they, to, to adopt to that mindset. I've always been that way. I mean, it's not typical. Okay. But, hey, you can't control what you can't control. You got to just go out there and do what you got to do. And, I, you know, fortunately, I did get my opportunity to get back in that starting lineup, and I made it work. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And no doubt about that. All right, a little bit more of good stuff. A little bit more of uh, George Payne on... What Sean Payne's going through. I mean, with Sean and his coaching staff, it, it's easy to evaluate for them. It's, it's easy for scouts because they have, a, they have a vision, a clear vision on what they want at every position. And so from the day that Sean arrived, you know, we talked about every position. Once he got the staff, we had the scouts. So we, we visit every day. Every day during training camp, we meet. We talk with the coaches. I think it's really important for our scouts to sit in coaches' meetings. Um, you know, if we don't know what they want, we can't build it. And we can't know, you know, we don't know what to look for. And so it's really important. We're experts in everything. And Sean is, is so open, um, such a great communicator, as all the coaches. So it's, it's, it's pretty clear what we're looking for. All right, another one. You know, they kept Nate Atkins over Alberto. So they did keep four tight ends. And one of them is Nate Atkins. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's Atkins versus Alberto. I mean, we have four tight ends we really like, and they all fit exactly what we're doing. They all have their roles, their defined roles. Um, so it really wasn't one versus Albert. 
Yeah, Atkins, I mean, Sean just spoke about it, the versatility, the toughness, the smarts. He's a football player. He's a guy we had targeted throughout the process, just like Jaleel. Um, we, were, we almost drafted him. Um, just didn't fall. We didn't have a lot of picks, but we were really fortunate to get him uh, as an undrafted free agent. He's been everything we thought, and we had him in on a top 30. Uh, love the visit. I mean, he's got a great mind. Um, he can do a lot of different things. He's a coach's dream just because he can do so many different things, play special teams as well. Okay, well, you see what matters, that's for sure. We'll dig into more cuts from George Payne here, what Sean Payne had to say. Albert O is now an eagle. Will Lutz is now your kicker. This is The Drive on the Fan. It's The Drive on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Keep having no Sean Moreno. Rolling with you. Don't forget, Kings Supers fan football pick them. Can you beat the fan hosts? The weekly winner gets $250 to King Supers. Grand prize winner gets groceries for a year. You can register now at denversports.com slash picks. Okay, just to, to reflect on things for a little bit, we'll get back to it with football at four in just a few minutes. No, Sean. Um, let's talk about Jaleel McLaughlin a little bit and what it takes to do what he did. Here is George Payton. It was, uh, we had been recruiting him. You know, we did, we were hoping he would be an undrafted. And, um, oh boy, I'm trying to think, the scout that was on him. Um, but, you know, you start recruiting these guys early in the process. And, and um, you know, especially the guys that aren't going to get drafted. And then it's part of the, you know, interview process. And, and so... Um, we thought he was a good player. You know, didn't quite know what we're getting. You never know with these free agents, you know, what you're quite getting. Um, went to two schools, uh, obviously, and, and uh, the tape was good. But we've had a lot of those guys over the years when they come in here. But he kept, he passed every test. I mean, from the minute, you know, he showed up rookie minicamp, you know, wasn't too big. And then, you know, he's working out with the, the big boys on the varsity. Wasn't too big. And then, you know, you're, and then we get the pads on. You know, makes plays every day. Um, so... Uh, we're really not surprised. You know, we were all looking forward to the first game to see what he could do, and he made plays every game. What are your impressions of uh, Jaleel? Uh, how how are impressed were you by what this uh, young man was able to do here? He looked, he looked regular, looked decent, you know. Um, not too impressed. It's tough to impress me, I feel like, nowadays. Okay. And, and not only that. Okay, all right. But not, all right. not only that, you got to kind of, it's all about, you know, consistency and being able to do it over and over again, right? Um, okay. We have some really good backs, I think, in that room when it comes to um, Williams and P. Ryan. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, he's going to make a living on the special team somewhere probably. You know, okay, yeah, you're, a little, you're a little hesitant about he it. Has to. Why, why is that? I mean, because they have him on fourth on the depth chart right now. So, I mean, you're not going to just sit around. You're definitely going to be doing something. Even when they put me on the bench after, you know, fumbling, mm-hmm. I was doing special teams. I was mm-hmm. doing stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah, he'll, he'll get some work there um, just in case someone else goes down. He, they, he can fill that role. But do, do you he looked decent out there. Do you believe in smaller running backs? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean... It's all a mindset at the end of the day. Mm. But, I mean, we all can run the rock. I think when it comes to the smaller backs, I quickly think about pass protection. Okay. And when you have a 245-pound linebacker coming from 10 yards deep Mm -hmm. and you got to protect your quarterback, I mean, how's it look then? It didn't look good for Phil Lindsay, unfortunately. Phil's a tough dude. Yeah. Super tough dude. Exactly. Um, so that's the first thing I think about. It looked good for you because you were uh, you didn't you were. Fine. No, I wasn't. I didn't care. I, I would put my head in there, and, and I, I took pride in that. And we took pride oh. in that at Georgia. You know, what I mean, we had to protect Stafford. You know, what I mean, so 
we took pride in that. Like, you ain't touching uh, stats. Right, because at a smaller school, um, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's fast guy left, fast guy right, right? Like, you know, it's that's the way it goes. Yeah, and, you know. And Who was the running back? Oh, my gosh, I'm Ooh. forgetting his name. He went to Maryland. He was on the Broncos. Oh, you're talking about um, Ball. No, yeah, Lance Ball. Lance Ball. So I remember talking to Lance um, about, you know, high school. And I go, what was high school like? He goes, high school is great. I go, what do you mean? He goes, yeah. Lance left, Lance right. <laughs> That's it. I go, how's, how's Maryland? He goes, just like high school. He really said that about Maryland. And I'm like, okay. Georgia, you wouldn't have that, would you? <laughs> You'd have to play more like a pro style. Yeah. Yeah. At you Youngstown State, Jaleel would not. Well, listen. We talked to Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, about it, and he said exactly what you said. Like, you know, he's a willing participant. Mm-hmm. you got to step up. you got to want that block. Oh, you have to. You have to, especially at this level when those guys are just way bigger than you. Um, you got to have that mindset. And um, I think, you know, I definitely had that mindset. I think a lot of the backs during my time had that mindset. And maybe he does as well. So we'll see, you know, if he gets the opportunity to go get in there. Um, if it hold up, you know what I mean? If he can be that third down back. All right, so now we're kind of getting to this whole thing like that Mark Schlereth had with, with Alberto is that the blocking, even though that's clearly what not what Alberto didn't do best, that's clearly no. what Jaleel won't do best. <clears throat> so I guess my question to you is like, how much, to what degree do you do best? Like if everything's a scale of 100, mm-hmm. okay? And you are a great runner with the ball, and a lousy blocker. Like, how good of a blocker do you really have to be on a scale to 100? You got to be 10, 20, 30, you know, or how good of a runner are you so it doesn't right. matter? Exactly. That's what it comes down to, I feel like. Right? So, right, like how – but I hear what you're saying. You're like, we can all run the rock. Yeah. Yeah, you can all run. I mean, I, I think about, you know, Brock Bowers right now, too, for Georgia, tight end. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can put him back there and run the rock, too, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, at times. And he's got a couple of touches last year for Georgia. Um, so he can do that part. It's the other stuff, right? Anyway, of course, he's a tight end. He'll be able to block and things like that. But the same thing with the running backs. Yeah, we can run it. But can you hold up in the blocking scheme? Uh, do you know your calls at the line? You know what I mean? Th- those things that you need to know, especially if you want to be a third down back, you know? Um so you're a little bit wait and see with Jaleel. I have to wait and see. You know, I gotta wait and see, baby. You know how it goes, though. All the Broncos fans, we fall in love with with, the, <laughs> with little running backs. Little running backs are like the. It's just like you know, like everybody wants to adopt their favorite little running back. There's always been like a little running back everybody loves. But yeah, you gotta have a little. I mean, you said the scale. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're a great runner where you you're breaking off twenties, thirties here and there, scoring, mm. you don't have to have all Who that blocking. Yeah, you'll probably be in the forty. Okay. Or something. If you're doing all that. So what's Jaleel as a runner? If scale of one to a hundred. You know, I have it's a small sample size. I need to see a little more, honestly, from him. But uh what's, Jav- what's Javante Williams? I love the way he runs the rock. Oh, I bet. He brings that physicality that I love. You know, my backs have to have that physicality. Be able, hey, don't you're running towards the sideline, you're not stepping out of bounds. That's not my kind of back. Mm. My back is like, okay, there's two people in front of me. I'm gonna gain me two or three more extra. You know, forget about going out of bounds. Um, so for for Williams, he's up there, man. He's up there uh, for he's a gonna, back. and he can protect. I feel like too. Where do you think his mind's at coming back this this ACL? I bet he's hungry. He needs to be hungry. Yeah. You know, what I mean, missing that that season, the season 
um, for injury and you see the other guys coming in and they're doing great things and they're, they're working hard, right? What mental approach do you need to get through the line to find that hole? What, what kind of mindset do you have to have? The mindset that you, I feel like all the players have, that you can't think about that injury. You can't think about, oh, I just had an ACL. You know, especially once you take that brace off. But even with the brace, you know, you got to just go on there and just play football again and not worry about when, it. When you when you have, you just play. can't. How? <laughs> how do you get through it? Well, how do you get the mostly you get past your mind? Mostly, it's getting hit on it. Really, in, yeah. in a real game atmosphere where the bullets are flying, um, and someone hits you on it, and you're like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, but what or if you're, if you're pull, pushing the pile and things like that, you're like, all right, I'm good. So get through some reps. You know, you got to get through the reps. You know who said that was Jamal Murray. Um, for for the Nuggets with with his ACL, oh, yeah. the one thing he said that he hesitated about was rebounding mm. because that's when you're in the mix with everybody, and that's just that was like the one last thing that he had to get through. But as a running back, that's all you do basically <laughs> is rebounding, right? I mean, that's that's your whole job. Yeah, you don't get to take jumpers. You don't get to be out on the field all by yourself, do you? I mean, yeah. you got to go through it. Yeah, it's definitely not mindset, though. You know, getting up in there in that pile and people are laying on top of you and, you know, jabbing you up there in the pile a little bit. But uh, he'll get over it. I think I feel like he has a strong mindset to be like, all right, it is what it is. I just got to go out there and perform. All right, the Broncos had some other interesting guys make the team, especially on the offensive line. The defense looks rock solid. Yeah, I love, I love the defense. And we, we can get through all of that coming up with football at four next.